All right, I'll do a little intro and then we'll start. <clears throat> Hi there. Welcome to another installment of Turd Polisher, the podcast where we reveal that everyone else is crazy except for our guest. <laughs> Today, we are delighted to be joined by a wonderful musician. Between session work and touring, she's played with Brandy Carlisle. All of these lines across my face tell you the story of who I am. Vance Joy and Blind Pilot. She's also the violinist of the Lumineers. Please welcome my dear friend, Lauren Jacobson. Lauren! All right. Welcome to this thing, Lauren. Thank you for having me. I hate the song that we're going to talk about. So why don't you tell us, what is this song? Well, the song is Drift Away. The Uncle Cracker version. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. So there is the classic rock version, which I hate just as much. Oh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. No, not just as much. A little less. But it is the Uncle Cracker version that really gets under my skin. And that is maybe the only song that I change the station if I hear it on the radio. Yeah. I mean, you're an absolutely positive human being. And um, that being said, I don't blame you at all. This song is terrible. (laughs) I also, I tend to try to find the positives in these songs as we go. But this one, I hate it. And I listen to the original too. And I hate it too, actually. And great. Did you listen um, to the original original? Wait, I thought I did. Dobie. Dobie Gray. Is that the original? No. It was written before him, John Henry Kurtz. Day after day, I'm more confused. Whoa. Someone has done their own <laughs> 10 seconds of research here. 10 seconds of research. Yeah, I did no. a little research. I like it. Yeah. Well, that's good. We appreciate it. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, not V, did you find that in your research? I did. I actually chose not to include that fact. So I'm glad you uh, <laughs> you brought it up. And I, I guess this is a. And yeah. I hate that version the least. So over the years, Yo, it uh, gets worse and worse. Um, I guess this is a great time to, to present some song facts. Uh, so the song is, of course, Drift Away, the Uncle Cracker featuring Dobie Gray version. The song was originally written by Mentor Williams. This was Mentor's biggest and really only popular song that they uh, they ever wrote. The producer for Uncle Cracker version is a gentleman by the name of Michael Bradford. He worked with Kid Rock as well. My name is
Rock is listed as an executive producer for Uncle Cracker's album. Uh, we have Kid Rock to thank for uh, Uncle Cracker. The story is that Uncle Cracker's older brother would go to like local Detroit rap battle events, and that's where they met Kid Rock, and like the brother and Kid Rock were contemporaries, and Kid Rock kind of took Uncle Cracker under his wing, and Uncle Cracker became the DJ, the turntablist, for Kid Rock. Oh, um, okay. I know. I Incredible sure. stuff, right? I wasn't sure what he played because... In the video for Drift Away, there's like a drum set that says Uncle Cracker on it. And he's kind of sitting yeah. behind it, like pretending to kind of set it up. But like, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, maybe he's the drummer. But I remember the drummer of Kid Rock pretty well from the video doing the, she had, she had like a, you know, really curly the, hair. The giant and, hair. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe he would, you know, maybe they, they had different drummers in Kid Rock. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the song was released in 2003. The Dobie Gray version peaked at number five on the Hot 100 in 1973. This version peaked at number nine on the Hot 100. However, it uh, held the record for most weeks, non-consecutive weeks, at number one on the adult contemporary charts at 28 weeks. This was the number one adult contemporary song. Major thumbs down to that. (laughs) Uh, The week that this song peaked at number nine on the Hot 100, uh, Beyonce's Crazy in Love was number one. Uncle Cracker's highest charting song is his debut single, Follow Me, which is at number five. Follow me, everything is all right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. And if you want to leave, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. And a fun one I found is that Michael Bolton did a cover of this song. <gasps> also. <He did? laughs> Day after day, I'm more confused. I look for the light through the pouring rain. That version, for some reason, is like six minutes long. Also, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that this. Uh, well, okay, I came in here very wrong, but I was assuming that the Dobie Gray version was the original version. But whatever, Uncle Cracker's version is a minute or so longer than the Dobie Gray version, and it's basically like the same tempo. So I can't figure out what mm-hmm. is happening there. He might be maybe added like some choruses or something, uh, but it's unbearably long, and that doesn't help. And it's also so similar, you know, as far as covers go, it's it's so similar. And then Dobie Gray is in the Uncle Cracker version. Yeah, that weird bridge zone and he's all yeah reverbed out and Mm -hmm. it's very strange that part i thought so this may have been like a napster slash limewire situation but for the longest time i thought it was doobie gray (laughs) um i was like oh this is doobie gray this must have been one of the doobie brothers is the story i had made in my head and then like within the last 10 years i was like oh it's one oh doobie this is unrelated (laughs) It's actually pronounced Dobby. Dobby. Dob- Dobby Gray. <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of Gray Doobie. That's the Doobie brother. You thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get, I get that. Um, a few questions of my own. Why is he called Uncle Cracker? Oh, with a K. That's the worst Oof. part. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah, it's... It's weird. Um, I know this isn't a visual medium, but watching the video, I thought it was so funny because he was constantly nodding no. Did you notice that? He's just like, 
the whole yeah. and it was different like different clips of different performances i guess but it was always like it was dizzying how he was just shaking his head it's the no 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 don't stop rocking nod no 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 don't stop rocking yeah yeah I wasn't as if he was saying I'm not into this. He was just so into it that he was yeah. he was in a trance. Um, I have nothing positive to say at all about this song. Uh, so shit, um, Lauren. <laughs> what's the deal? Like, what's let's talk a little bit about your history with this song, if there is one. When did it become? You know, when did it land on your radar? What's your relationship? Um. So high school. Sophomore in high school, I'm listening to Nelly. I'm listening to Jay-Z. Speak pippin, baby. I'm listening to Ashanti. And then this song comes on the radio. And maybe it was like that bit of country, like underbite. That was coming in on the top 40 and messing up all my shit. And I was like, I hate this song. I hate this song. I'm sure I had heard the Dobie, Doobie, Dobie Gray version, but it wasn't until hearing Uncle Cracker's version that I was like, oh God, I hate this song. And then there is one little backstory. I had a crush on my neighbor, Matt, and AOL Instant Messenger Times, Pink Angel 171, right here. That was you? Oh, that was me. Yeah, so Pink Pink Angel here, 171, was always waiting for my neighbor Matt to get on Instant Messenger. You've got mail. And he had a younger brother who would get on and chat me up. And I was like, yo, where's your brother? I'm trying to talk to your brother. And then one day his brother sent... I don't know how he did it. It wasn't, maybe it was a Napster link. What did we do back then to send a song? It wasn't YouTube. But the younger brother, Sean, sent me this song and he's like, makes me think of you every time. And I was like, I already fucking hate this song and get out of my life. Give me your brother. So that just really. <laughs> now you, just, you gotta yeah. wonder, like, what part of it made him think of you, you know? Like, was it He just wants to get it... lost in my rock and roll. Oh, uh, 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 yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, I get that. Okay. Getting well, lost in somebody's rock and roll. Right. I hadn't thought of that as a something you could do with a person, but it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. But ever since then, I just hate it. I hate the, yeah, the, I, I don't know if it's the way he's delivering it. It's... The lyrics, too. It's like, oh, let's take every part of a song and write a song about it. Yeah, sure. I never knew until recently when we were talking about it that it... I didn't know he was saying, give me the beat, boys. I thought it was give me the B-boys. But then I was like, why? I didn't even really <laughs> think... I didn't really think that. It's just like when the song like passed through my head. You know, like radio waves are just like blowing through your head all the time. I think it's just like, give me the B-boys. I didn't give it much thought. I feel like I'm... I'm trying to clarify because I didn't think it was that. I just assumed it was that. I thought it was Give Me the Beach Boys. Ooh. For a long time. Give me the Beach Boys and free my soul. Like, I just want to listen to some classic rock. Give me the Beach Boys. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. It did for me, too. Well, how many times have you said, Give me the Beat Boys (laughs) versus Give me the Beach Boys? I mean, Give me the Beach Boys anytime. I say that all the time. Give me... (laughs) 
give me the Beatles, give me the Beach Boys, like give me the good stuff. I say that all the time. So I, you know, like <laughs> that makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh, what else is there to say about this song? I mean, I feel, I feel numb by this. Honestly, I feel numbed <laughs> by this song, and it is that sort of song, that sort of style of song. It's very just like it isn't a drone technically speaking but it has a drone quality to it if that makes any sense it really puts me in sort of like a doldrums type place in my mind Mm -hmm. but then you can also see it being such an anthem for people that they're at a Mm -hmm. summer festival they got some chew in their mouth and they are just swaying back and forth saying give me the beach boys yeah (laughs) so i think i was I listened to this earlier and I messaged you guys. It's like, I listened to this a couple times before this episode to get ready. And I couldn't, I couldn't stay focused on the song the whole time. At some point I would, I would just drift away because <laughs> the song is just, oh, that it's is such sad. a nothing song. <laughs> and before really focusing on the, on this Uncle Cracker version, I, um, like I was, you know, I was kind of neutral on the Dobie Gray version. I was like, okay, like whatever. It's a, it's an old seventies quasi soul type song. Then hearing the Uncle Cracker version, my initial response was, why does this even exist? Like this is just a complete reproduction of the original. And they got rid of that sick electric guitar. Yeah. And it's just like, why even cover a song if you're not going to do a thing to it to make it your own? It's right. absurd. And mm-hmm. your question, Navid, why does this even exist? Is <laughs> a really good question. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, honestly, when I was writing my little intro, I almost said that. Like, I almost yeah. said, we asked the question, why does this even exist? Because it's, it's crazy. I mean, I'm just sitting there going, why? Why this? Why? I don't know. But then there's this strange thing. And I mean, I don't want to like steamroll over this because the fact that Dobie Gray is in it, it gives me the creeps. Not like Dobie Gray gives me the creeps, but there's just this like, it's like a ghost or a spirit or an apparition. or It just gives me like the heebie-jeebies. Do you know what I mean? Like it's one of those like, <laughs> another one of those songs, which sort of has like a spirit. It keeps coming back. Why do people keep covering it? And like, we keep finding out there's older versions of it. It's like a poltergeist <laughs> in music, you know? It's not good. I mean, yes, I agree. I could see how it's anthemic and easy easy to get stuck in your head, although none of us really know what they're saying. Beach Boys, B-Boys. Beetle Boys. The Vanga Boys. (laughs) I I guess it's like it's a song about music in a way, right? (laughs) It's a song of... I don't know. Honestly, like for me, this song feels like my least favorite song, which is Steve Miller Band's "The Joker." Some people call me Maury. Where just kind of exists, and there's nothing happening, but people love it. And like when you think about it, like what is this song even about? Like why is this resonating with people? It's just maybe like a couple of lines here and there that like. For the Joker, it's like a the I'm a midnight smoker part, right? It's like, oh, like that's me. I smoke weed. It's like, okay, like a lot of people do. Cool. Midnight, midnight Toker. Just sorry. I'm sorry. See, I <laughs> I will not acknowledge the lyrics of you that. You don't song smoke directly. weed, you toke it, bro. Steve yeah. Miller band was actually my first concert ever. Oh. Whoa. Sick. Whoa. Yeah. I was major wow. into Steve Miller band as a kid too. I think I liked the Joker. Me too. But, uh, but anyway. 
enough about Steve Miller because Navi could go on all day. <laughs> I could. Oh, Navi just drifted away when we started talking about it. I think <laughs> he's gone. Sorry, I'm reading the lyrics for for this song at hand. Yeah, it's just a song about music and enjoying music, mm-hmm. which I like music and I enjoy music, but maybe the appeal of it is I mean it's got a big chorus and the Dobie version has got the kind of like acapella sing-along part and yeah with I the hand claps the Uncle Cracker Ugh. version yeah hate it ultimately this guy I mean it's been a top 10 hit twice now yeah people love it um people love it yeah, yeah. I don't know shall to we me make it, has... it a third <laughs> yes <laughs> oh absolutely oh man <laughs> Or fifth. That's that's the on... uh, that's the dream. Uh, that's the dream nightmare right there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. We're like in court defending ourselves. We're like, why would I can't even defend this song? No, as, it was a parody. Song. Listen, it's <laughs> we didn't get the rights because it's a parody. <laughs> exactly. Um, this song, you know that the vibe. If I may get spiritual mm-hmm. on you, you can get spiritual. It's really got like a white wine at four o'clock in the afternoon vibe you know what i mean it is that kind of summer festival vibe but it's like it's of a middle of the road having a good time quality to it which dude music about having a good time to me is just not my jam i'm sorry <laughs> i just like music bad about having time a bad music time. only for game yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's true though like give me yeah. elliot smith all day just i'm in love with the world through the eyes of a girl who's still around the morning after. Fucking 10 records about having the worst fucking time. I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, every time it's like, we're having fun. I'm like, I don't want to know about your experience in life. It's not something I'm interested in. I'm sorry. Coming from one of the most fun people ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'd love to share my experience in life with you. I'm having a blast. Um, (laughs) but also like the having okay something that's always peeved me when someone says in a song like they reference the song like that's why i wrote this song i am not okay with that and i've never been like when i'm a little kid i'm like why would you waste your time saying that don't try to break down the fourth wall of music to me and be like it cheapens the experience for everybody i'm not okay with it so this like meta quality of like the song's about songs it's like when they say the title of the movie in the movie oh yeah the titular line i like that (laughs) (laughs) i like when it happens more than once in a movie that that is like the opposite i know but i love that yeah break down the fourth wall in movies all day i'm fine with that my favorite fourth wall breaking is in reality TV when you get to see like the producers and the cameramen on there when people are having breakdowns and if I like, try to talk them down. That's my favorite fourth wall breaking. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So we're drifting away, guys. See, <laughs> another another one of those experiences where you just can't, you don't want to be in the vicinity of the song right? itself. I didn't even want to do this podcast for that reason. <laughs> I was like, yeah. You almost got out of it too because- all the while, when you were like, Uncle Cracker, drift away, I was just like, I remember Uncle Cracker and his song that Navid already mentioned, Summer Goose or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> I don't need to remember such things. So I just figured it was Summer Goose. And then, so I was like, yeah, cool. Like, I'm not going to lit. I don't listen to these songs. I listened to this song an hour ago. That's how I keep it fresh. But when I looked it up, like a few weeks ago, just to kind of like hear a little bit of it, I was like, oh, 
this is that song. This is a cover song, like already. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm not even sure we can do this. Like, I'm not sure this is within the bylaws of the podcast itself. So I asked Navid, and just hearing Navid's <laughs> feelings about the song, he was like, oh, it was just so bad. And he was having such a hard time listening to it. I was like, well, now we have to fucking do it, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's terrible. So it's so fun that you that we all hate it. Like I just figured, let's go for it. So on that note, do you have any ideas for how to cover this so that you'd like it? Um, change the lyrics, change the melody. Okay, so the chords are okay. We can keep Actually, those. nope. Chords, change them, change them up. Let's just write a whole new song, please. Write a whole new song. Interesting. Just write a whole new song called "Drift Away." Yeah, can we do that? Mm, no, that title uh, still kind of too similar. Yeah, change yeah. that. <laughs> make it about um, Tokyo Drift, like car racing. Oh, I was thinking we should make it uh, about like, call it Gift Away. Like it's about charity. Oh. Or oh. Grift Away. <laughs> yeah, it's about swindling uh, the yeah. public into listening to the song again. <laughs> yes, this is a great idea. Um, okay, well. Pfft. This one's hard. I Usually I have some thoughts before we start this process. I got nothing right now. The kind of go-tos are like, obviously, like, play it faster so it's over mm-hmm. earlier. Or, you know, we just, like, go, like, complete 180 as far as, like, genre goes. Or, like, just make it really unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do, like, a really slow, sludgy, like, doomy version Ooh, of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know. The quickest way to get away from it is to phrase it differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any any difference in phrasing we can do, like rhythmically, and of course melody, that'll help a lot. The other thing I thought of <laughs> was just like maybe we should do it in the style of the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, because a little nod to my misheard lyrics. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's like even if we don't say "Game with the Beach Boys," people will hear it mm-hmm. because it's like blah, blah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> You like that beach boys <laughs> drift 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 away <laughs> give me the boys. something like this a lot of room for lots of layering lots of you know we could work on this for years yeah so maybe if we do like a doo-wop version then Ooh. it's if the delivery is less serious and sincere then maybe it won't be as painful yeah you know? mm-hmm. for sure yeah i like that I like the other option is like you know Make it dark. Make it about not having a good time emotionally. Like the the vibe, the feeling. You're like, <laughs> which has some, I mean, for me, some comedic value when you're like, this. these lyrics and this music don't go together well at all. That's fun for me too. Um, so Lauren, you, you rip violin. We could go real, you know, melancholy violin vibes. Mm-hmm. We could also do it in movements, you know. We could oh. have our Beach Boys movement and then it kind of like, degrades devolves into sort of a sad opera sad sort of situation <laughs> or we do like a, like a more of a pet sounds era beach boys that, yeah you know heavy heavy orchestration yeah right and i'll get a theremin for sure either way so at least we could say oh the music's at least interesting yeah yeah like overworked a lot of work for yeah. us <laughs> my neighbors no, that... are gonna love it yeah. <laughs> like 20 layers of you screaming like you're being bludgeoned you know like really get into the song well okay so where are we going with this song what's the direction lauren did any of them uh any of the suggestions resonate with you more or less 
I think we would have a lot of fun with the Beach Boys version, but I'm kind of leaning towards Doomy Doom. Doomy Doom. Let's do it. Let's doom it. Get dark, get weird. I'm down. Oh, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, so I can start. I can try to lay down like a riff and see how that feels for everybody. Then we can take it from there. Great. Whatever happened with your neighbor, by the way? Oh, with Mike and Sean? (sighs) Matt. What happened to Matt? Mm, Not much. We drifted (laughs) away. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was Donut 666. That was my AOL. Oh, that's a good name. Well... I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm just happy to be talking to y'all and happy to see you, Lauren. Great to see you. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, anything else to add or subtract? Now would be the time. I'll subtract a lot of this conversation. Don't worry. <laughs> Great. Yeah, this never happened. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I love you both. And all right. Bye, all right. See you later. Oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh okay, hey we're back, huh? We are back. Woo! Uh, I love our new tune. It's pretty good, right? It's pretty good. Yeah. What we've done here is wonderful, and it's so much better, in my opinion, than the original. For sure. I can already tell by the way that we three are talking about it that this was a success. Yes. By our standards. Yes. We should talk about what was our process like. What happened? What is the story of how this song came to be? We know you hated it, obviously, that part. But what was like the first thing that happened? I think the first thing that happened is I sent a a riff. This was, I think, one of the one of the rare occurrences in our process here. That first idea was the idea that worked. And we didn't really have to go back to the drawing board. We just kind of we went forth. I played a riff on the my baritone guitar to make it even a little deeper and doomier. And then I sent it into the ether of uh, you know the emails for you guys to <laughs> to add on to it. Yes. So and then I believe Gabe added drums second i can't remember this was like six years ago yeah so i did drums and um it was cool i recorded some drums in my closet here and um they sound pretty big pretty pretty fat pretty quick i believe uh lobes you you recorded like I a, got the track. A lot of violin. A lot of violin. Um, so I was actually up in Woodstock recording with the Lumineers. <laughs> And it was before I was vaccinated, so I flew to New York and did, I think it's three or four days in quarantine. And it was in a very lovely hotel, but I was not really supposed to leave except for walks. So I got into this really weird dark space of watching a lot of TV and then being like, okay, I got to do this recording. And I saved it for like 
day four of quarantine. So I was feeling wacky. And then I just did string after string after string after string and then some vocals. And it went late into the night. And I don't know if I had neighbors, but if I did, you're welcome. Well, it was beautiful strings. Well, thank you. I'm sure they loved it. Yeah, I hope so. But I I played it over and over a lot. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, nope, didn't like that take. Do it again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This one time I... (laughs) I stayed in a hotel in Philadelphia, and, and um, I was sleeping on the floor. I was like with my whole family, so I like, you know, my parents had a bed, and my like my older brother had a bed, and I was sleeping on the floor, and I had my ear to the floor, and I could hear like underneath like a woman screaming, <gasps> like she had been was being murdered, and um, I was like, it took me so long of listening to this because I was like, it's probably somebody watching like a movie, but like it happened for so long. That I kind of thought it was real. And I ran I yeah. ran and woke up my parents. Like, I'm pretty sure there's like a lady getting murdered like underneath us. And they're like, ah, no. And um, I'm only bringing this up because you just mentioned the hotel. And I'm just now remembering this for the first time. There's no punchline or I, we never, we didn't save her. I don't know what happened to her. I was like, maybe we'll read in the newspaper tomorrow or something. But I don't know. Like, it's probably just like a horror movie. But it was haunting. It was terrible. So anyway, that's probably how your neighbors felt, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. Like They were kind of murdery violin. Your violins were like, um, yeah, well, actually, I feel like we skipped a step because I think, Navid, your initial demo had vocals, too. Did it not? Oh, yes. Oh, it did. Which, it did. You're right. Which we kept. As the main vocals. Give me the beat, boys. Free my soul. We did. I I didn't even redo them. Those are the demo vocals. Yeah. (laughs) And why should you? Your voice is beautiful. So. Oh my God. You're too kind. I am too kind. Yeah. And I had, I like, on the track I sent, I, I also had some bass guitar. It was so shrouded in distortion that you couldn't really hear that it was bass guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to bring up before and, because I added bass yeah. guitar yeah. <laughs> to it. And like, I was like, yo, I did bass. And you were like, it already had bass. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> it was so funny. And then we were, I think we were, did you actually, I said, we, we were like, let's keep it. I don't know if you actually kept it. Oh, we kept it. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Because the bass I added was so heavily fuzzed. It had almost lost all its low frequencies. You kind of blended in with the guitar riffs I had done. So it just sounded like some really heavily, heavily down-tuned guitars. And so having like a cleaner bass that actually had some sub-frequencies in it uh, was a good idea. So, great, good job. Yeah, and I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey, I was, I was like, we need some bass in this to make it more yeah. bassy. Um, yeah, with the baritone guitar, it, it sounded like yeah, your bass and it blended pretty yeah. well. Um, and then lead guitar, you did you did some lead guitar, some some nice like shreddy leads, long long note shreds, I'd say. Yeah. 
shreddy in tone, but tasteful in licks. Wow, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say to that? I mean, what better compliment can you pay a gentleman than what you just said? I can't even repeat that yeah. without blushing. That was so sweet. And you added your Cookie Monster vocals, too. Yeah. I was really excited to do these Cookie Monster vocals and... Give me the beat that free my soul. Those were first take, you know, just and I was in my house yelling. And so um, my partner, Melinda, we have like uh, in our house, we each have our own like office studio. We're both students and I do music stuff and she tutors and stuff. So we need to have separate workspaces. In, but her workspace is on the other side of the wall. And so she could hear me just kind of like doing my cookie monster and then like laughing, you know, and like coughing because it made me, yeah. made me hoarse like really fast because I'm not like a professional yeah, yeah. rocker of the vocals. I, I I had a really good time doing the Cookie Monster vocals, and I really f- believed that the song needed that element. Um, I think I did some other vocals maybe too, like harmonizing with you in certain parts where, where Lauren was already harmonizing. Mm-hmm. Give me the free my vocal and a lot of layers of bass <laughs> and everything yeah that was pretty cool you know i think it's how many cool. how many tracks were there final tracks it was 26 tracks oh yeah which yeah. is a good amount for <laughs> yeah that's a lot for this yeah. you know <laughs> i think 20 of those were mine yeah your violin i was gonna yeah. say 20 violins and like six drum mics you know yeah that's basically it <laughs> And that's it. I think it was pretty straightforward as far as making the cover. You know, I think we were all pretty much on the same page as far as the vibe and everything. And it turned out pretty cool. Yeah. My new favorite song. (laughs) Yeah, I guess, you know, I don't mean this to sound like any sort of like blowing our own horn thing, but I'm not super surprised by the efficiency. We worked well as a band, the three of us. I knew we would creatively. Mm -hmm. We would just like kind of. We would click. Had we been in the studio in real life, I think we probably would have done this in like a day and it would have just, you know, with certain people you work with where like you have an idea and the other people are just like, yeah, yes. I I Mm -hmm. feel like the three of us would have a a toxic positivity enough to say, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like, you know, just yes to each other's ideas and, and be like supportive and encouraging. And that's such a like valuable quality when you're working on music. So the, the opposite can still be really, you know, you get a lot of squeeze and you get some juice out, but I think this was just effortlessly juicy, as hard as that is to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how this was. So, I, that's yeah, kind of gross, I, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I don't know. Oh, Definitely. it is. Yeah. Yes, super yeah. juicy. Uh, before we get too far, um, I did do a little listener poll about people's opinions on this song. Oh. Overall response was like kind of like woof to this song. So, Lauren, you are not alone with your feelings about this, especially this version, the Uncle Cracker version of it. Someone described this as a drunk uncle song. Ooh, yeah. Did they spell it with a K? You know, <laughs> I'll change it in my notes to be with Missed a K, opportunity. You know? And then on that note, commenting star Lauren H. Mm. says, Uncle Cracker is a hard pass in general. 
cracker with a K, stop it. <laughs> um, so I think this has already been asked, but um, Lauren, how, how are you feeling about this? I mean, was this a success by your measure? It was a total success. I love this song. I love what we did with it. I love the process. I, I've worked like this a little bit on other recordings, but mostly I've worked in the studio. So this was just great. Yeah, it felt so effortless to just email back and forth like, oh, that's great. We like that. I don't think we wrote to each other being like, oh, can we try something else? It was just like, that's great. That's great. Let's keep going. And I did my usual violin treatment that I do to most songs and it worked for a doom song so that's good to yeah. know so <laughs> yeah it's cool, cool. <laughs> just keep stacking them and it works so i'm looking forward to other genres <laughs> yes right. yeah well it's interesting too because having re-listened to the original conversation about this we were all pretty stumped at first you know we did a lot i feel like we did a lot of squeezing at first to get some juice out at all like we were all feeling like, how the fuck could we do anything with this? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it did take yeah. some like mental calisthenics of some kind to like, you even said, Navi, like you had no ideas. Like, <laughs> yeah. And and that's, I mean, that's not common. You often have some ideas. So that was cool. And um, we got past that over that hump. And then it just sort of like rained down, you know, it was a flood. It was a biblical flood of creativity <laughs> and juices flowing, you know? sometimes we're working on a song on this podcast in particular because it's a song that we probably don't really like so much and it's hard to be in that world too long and you don't want to be in it too much longer and i think that the way we terraformed this world to be so different and so hospitable i was like having so much fun i was just like yes mm -hmm. i was almost like disappointed when we were done i was like shouldn't i have, like put some more layers or something on here i was like <laughs> yeah. should we do keyboards i'm glad we probably you know stopped when we did but we could have like gone on forever and i know we joked about that yeah early on too about just like taking forever on this but um it was so fun so fun to do so lauren do you feel differently about the original mm. does it still make you feel bad it still makes me feel bad but i could listen to our version over and over and over yes. again. And I have and oh, will excellent. continue to. So, but the original still hate it, but maybe just a little less. Is your relationship with this song, like the spirit of this song, has it changed? We're like, from now on, when someone's like, hey, you know that song Drift Away? Are you going to be like, oh, I know the song Drift Away? And you're going <laughs> to yeah. smile? Oh, yeah. Are you going to be like, oh, yeah. No, don't mention it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to smile. She's going to smile and go, oh. Yeah. You want cookies now when you hear this song. Yeah. I could really go for a cookie right now. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I mean, that's that's healing. That's some repair to some part of your, for sure. your psyche. For so. sure. So that in that way, it is also a success for us as non-licensed therapists. <laughs> that's good. So. Yeah, I've made some progress. Thank you. Cool. Thank you Great. so much, Lauren Jacobson. So welcome. We're glad. I have a little kitty paw coming under the door, Aww. and it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I had a blast doing that. Thanks for your time and your uh, patience and your, your talent and your vulnerability mm -hmm. and all that. I'm really glad you did this with us, and I think this is a great one. I, I feel like this is one of our best covers yet, and... <gasps> 
It's definitely yes. like an incredible transformation. I, I'm always very happy when the cover changes this much. Like there's mm-hmm. this much of a departure and it's become this like almost unrecognizable thing. I think, think that's just really exciting. So I'm really glad we were able to um, transcend the original idea into whatever this is. So thanks. And thank you, Navi, yeah. for your um, incredible ideas and all your editing work. It's so great. You're the best. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, well, anyway, thanks, Lauren. Yeah. Appreciate you two. Had a blast yeah. doing this. Thank you. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
is going to come for sure. Yeah. One way or the other. <laughs> um, thanks so much for checking out our podcast. Turd Polisher is hosted by me, Gabe Katz, and Navid Manucheri. It is produced and edited by Navid Manucheri. Our cover was mixed and mastered by Paul Hale at Greenhouse Recording in Petaluma, California. You can follow us on Twitter at, at @polisherturd or on Instagram at, at @turdpolisher underscore podcast. You can also check out our covers on our Bandcamp, turdpolisher.bandcamp.com. <laughs>